This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special broadcast from No Ceilings. I am Maxwell Baumbach, and I am joined at this time by Adonis Arms, a man who is preparing for the NBA draft process. Uh, he's probably known from his last season at Texas Tech, started and played in a lot of big games. Adonis, it is a pleasure to have you here. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's 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 our pleasure, man, and, and we're really excited about this. So we're going kind to of, kind of uh, take people through what you're doing right now and things like that, but... I really kind of want to start with your journey because your story, man, if, if somebody made a movie, that was what your life is. I'd be like, this is silly. Like this is, this is too over the top. Like this sounds fake. Like this would never happen. It's, <laughs> it's nuts, man. It's crazy. So oh. we'll, we'll, <laughs> before, before we get into like your, your playing career and stuff like that, uh, you know, with a lot of prospects that like, you hear the thing, like, oh, this guy doesn't really love the game or like this guy might not love basketball or whatever. That's never really been a question with you because of your path. But I'm I'm curious, like, what got you into basketball? And, like, who were some of the guys that you liked watching growing up? Um, I think uh, to first, to start off, I just want to give all thanks to God first and uh, him waking me up this morning, if anything, <laughs> and uh, just giving him the praise. But uh, Kobe Bryant is my favorite player of all time. I actually got attached to him on my right shoulder oh, uh, because he, he passed away. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, but Kobe Bryant, man, he inspired me to play basketball. Um, he just, every time he played when I was little, I was like, oh my gosh, bro. Like, mm-hmm. it's tough. Like, I want to play like that. You know what I mean? If anybody, if any, any guy that I looked after, uh, to, to play like or to inspire me to play the game, it was definitely him. That's really cool. It's kind of heartbreaking for me in a way. Cause so I was, I grew up in the Chicago area. So obviously, like, I was a Bulls fan growing up. And then when Jordan retired, like Allen Iverson was my guy. So like yes. one of my like big basketball memories is Kobe just like tearing up the Sixers in the 2000 finals. <laughs> uh, but hey, I, I can't hate it, man. One of the one of the best to ever do it. So that's that's great to hear. So so you start playing and your senior year of high school, you scored two points per game, <laughs> which like this is nuts. Like you're you're on a podcast talking about how you might be playing in the NBA and you scored two points per game your senior year of high school. So what kept you going? Like, what was it that made you say, like, I'm not done? Like, I've I've got a lot more yeah. in me. This is not the end of the road. Because I think a lot of people would just throw in the towel at that point. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was always just, like, self-belief. And, like, my mom and sister are always giving me confidence and, like, telling me how good I can be and how good I am. And, I mean, that's coming from my mom and sister. So it's kind of like, all right, like. It's like bias kind of, but yes. they've always been like that, like like since I was little. So, I mean, them just always telling me, like, don't give up on yourself. Like, keep going. Like, you're really good. Like, it's just not your time yet, stuff like that. And and then me, like, I'm not going to give up on my dream of playing in the NBA for a long time and then staying in the NBA to take care of those two, you know. So, 
even back then I was like, bro, I'm still hooping. Like I'm gonna find a way. Mm-hmm. There's no way. There's no way. You know what I mean? So. That's that's awesome, man. So so you end up playing at Mesa Community College, and that's where you start to click. Like that's where you start to um really perform at a high level you're producing the numbers are there and it's kind of the first time that someone looking at you from the outside could see something and be like all right well this guy's you know a, a productive basketball player was there anything in particular that clicked for you at that point in time or was it just kind of coming into your game growing into your body like what was it that you think kind of uh, started to move i think it was like me trying things in games from like training sessions and stuff like that like uh, going between the legs, step back, shoot, like, and I'm doing it in a game and I'm making it. So I'm like, okay, hold on. So now that's building my confidence. And then uh, one of my coaches, one of my favorite coaches ever, I still talk to every single day, Mike Contreras, he was always on the bench, like, bro, go eat, go, like, do your thing. Like, he was always feeding me that confidence and, like, be yourself, like, don't hold back. No matter what anybody says, go play, go be Adonis. So, like, for him to give me that confidence and for me to train hard and, everything that I'm doing before the game and like, you know, just preparation for the game and that confidence just building, building, building. And then my teammates telling me doing the same thing. Like, I don't know. It just started clicking. I think it's just mm-hmm. it's really. Yeah. Yeah. And that's big when you're getting it from your teammates too. Cause it's one thing, like if you're trying stuff, but if your teammates are like, Hey, you got to scale it back, yeah, you know, they're not going to give you that leash if you're not producing right. and you're doing that kind of stuff. Right. So to hear them say like, Donis, go like, go like, we're bringing down the ball and they're like, all right, no, 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 space out. Go, Don, one-on-one. Like, they giving me that type of confidence, then I'm going to give them that type of confidence because mm-hmm. the type. That's huge, man. So so you finish up there and you ended up going to Northwest Nazarene, a Division two school. What was your recruitment like coming out of community college and how different was that compared to, like, the interest level in you coming out of high school? Uh, the interest level from JUCO to high school was totally different because I didn't have any – offers out of high school like I didn't have anything mm-hmm. and um, I do I went to a, a open gym to get to MCC so like I didn't have anything out of high school mm-hmm. but from the JUCO I had a couple D1 schools but I didn't think that those D1s would help me really like get to the level that I wanted to so interesting yeah so like I was just thinking I didn't want to go D2 either so I was just like bro mm-hmm. why so I mean <laughs> I talked to my mom a lot, like my sister, like those two are like my rocks, they're my superheroes. And then uh, my JUCO teammate, uh, Obi Megwa, he actually went to Northwest Nazarene. He was there playing and he was like, Don, bro, you come here, me and you going to tear it up. And I'm like, bro, come on. Like he know my, my mm-hmm. dreams, like what I want to do. And he's like, bro, I get it. But like, we going to kill it here, bro. And then you're going to have the opportunity to, to do what you want to do. And then the coaching staff, uh, Coach Rush, I still talked to him. Uh, he was like, Adonis, I'm going to let you play. I'm going to let you be Adonis. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to trust you. So then I did it, and we had a great season. That's awesome. Well, it's got to be nice, too, for the coaching staff to hear it from, like, a current player that they are trusting in, too. Like, yeah. look, this guy's going to come in and deliver. Yeah, it's crazy because he was he's, like, the star of the team before, like, I got there. And then me and him was, like, both, like, alpha dogs or whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. – uh, for him to to give me that confidence again, bro, like it's crazy because like he didn't have to do that to be honest. Yeah, like, he could have been like, nah, like I'm good over here, bro. Like he didn't have to reach out at all. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so for him to do that, like me and him still boys. He was just at my house uh, two days That's ago. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, for him to do that, I was just like, wow, appreciate it, bro. That's really cool. So you have a, you have a season there. Everything goes great. 
And then more interest kind of comes around. You end up moving up to Winthrop, real strong division one program in, you know, not, not a high major conference, but a program that has a nice history of winning things yeah. like that. Um, what made you kind of choose Winthrop out of the other schools that may have had interest in you around that time? Uh, honestly, it was, uh, it was like a, uh, a mom son decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Winthrop was, uh, a decision that, uh, was, was looked at, like I can, I can get better at with, you know, the weight training, um, you know, you know, situation that they have there. And, uh, coach Eli, he, he changed my body for real. Like he, he, I mean, that man is incredible. So all, everything that you see me today, like going to the rim, bumping off people, like that's all Eli, mm-hmm. uh, built that in me my redshirt year because you go d2 to d1 you got to sit out a year mm-hmm. so i i used that uh to my advantage and i mean he didn't he didn't lay off at all he was like you going this way i don't want to hear it like get to it so i mean everything go to him i appreciate him for that that's interesting. it's funny you mentioned that too because i know matt penny uh with the athletic does a lot of draft coverage shared a photo of you like from like your high school days and you were like indistinguishable from what you look like now. Like it's, it's crazy. So Winthrop is kind of where that, that really started to take place for you. Yeah. And we won two uh, big South championships back to back. So that helped too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, so from there, the, the kind of big game that I think put you on the map um, with more people that just like the general college basketball audience um, was in the NCAA tournament. You guys played against Villanova and you had a fantastic game against them. Is do you kind of view that as the game that opened up more doors for you, or or, or did you kind of have the feeling that like I came in, I stepped up to Division One, I, I killed it in my role? Teams are going to look for that, or was it sort of like that, or was that the game that really kind of tipped the scales as far as getting bigger uh, programs interested in you? Uh, I think it kind of tipped the scale, but I knew I could do way more if I would have just like had a, a more like opportunity to do so um but i mean playing against villanova was really really fun i knew i could play at that level and play against those type of players like they're really good so uh, if i had more of an opportunity to, to show that i would i would have done way more but i just think that was another stepping stone to okay what can adonis do like okay these are really good players these are high major players all right let's see what he does against them and i mean in that game i showed up and i, I did what i what i had to do um mm-hmm. that's, that's again from my teammates man like them passing me the ball giving me confidence shoot it like not don't think about it just go play and i mean it's it's all credit to my teammates man like my success is from my teammates when they give me confidence i give them confidence and we just go out there and hoop that's yeah it's really cool to hear see so, so you um use your extra year of eligibility um you kind of look around you end up going to Texas Tech this past season was there anything that really stood up uh, about them that that kind of made you lean that way uh one of the coaches uh coach Perry he actually just left went to UNLV uh, but he me and him had a, a great relationship over the years and he recruited me a couple times to go to Portland State and uh like he ended up at Texas Tech and he called my phone and he was like I'm going to get you this time and I'm like oh, <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, let's see let's see what's gonna happen. And uh really uh, the connection with uh me and Coach Perry was great, but the connection between Coach Adams, my mom and my sister was was sold it, honestly. Okay. Because this was during COVID, so I couldn't do I got in person, you know, visit. So it was over Zoom. And um, like I say all the time, Coach Adams just had this type of 
like feel like he he just made my mom and sister laugh and when I'm on the zoom with them and I'm just sitting there listening and watching them two talk and they're not even worried about me and this is a zoom about me I'm just like wow this is crazy so for for me to see that I was like wow that's that's different from some other schools that I've seen so um it was like a family feel that's really cool it's kind of interesting too in some ways that like you know different you know, uh, realms of basketball, but like you and coach Adams in a way kind of have like a similar trajectory where, you know, like him, him, like kind of just like breaking out late is like, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, this guy's like an elite head coach. who's just like been an assistant for a long time. And being a guy who really had to grind your way up before people were like, Oh man, like Adonis arms is the pro. Like that's, that's kind of interesting too, from that standpoint. That's, that's the, that's the mentality of West Texas though. You know, hard Mm -hmm. work, grind, get after it. No excuses. Like, that's what that's what makes Texas Tech so good, and that's what mm-hmm. makes Coach Adams' defense so good. Because yes, yeah. we, we gonna get after you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And and like I want to talk about that, like you getting after guys. So one thing that stood out to me here, um, just doing a lot of lot of film work on guys in the build up to the draft. So um, when I found out I was gonna have the chance to talk to you, one thing I wanted to do is kind of just check out like bigger games that you had and things like that. Mm-hmm. And one thing that really stood out to me in general, and and we'll kind of talk about your game as a whole more is your versatility, but especially on defense, like you're a versatile offensive player. Uh, but like one of the things I, I like to note is just like, who are guys guarding when they're on the court? Like who does their coach put them on? And in the game, when you guys played Villanova, when you were at Winthrop, you covered Jeremiah Robinson Earl. And when you guys played Duke this year, you had a lot of possessions where you were guarding Jeremy Roach. So you guarded a small, quick, point guard and a guy who's played minutes at the five in the NBA this season and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. So you are really a guy who guards up and down the positional spectrum. Is that kind of always who you were as a player? Was that more of a mentality thing? Is that something that developed later with the rest of your game or is defense just kind of always been a big calling card for you? No, coach Adams, uh, coach that goes that, that all that you just said, I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I played defense before, but to actually lock in on the defensive side and, like, you know, read people and figure out how to stop them, that's, I mean, Coach Adams. I mean, his his defense and how you need to play defense is, is going to change. Whatever defense you came in with, Texas, Texas Tech, is going to make it even better. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just happens that way. But um, I've always been a guy that, that didn't – I really didn't hate defense. I just yeah. was just like – Bro, I don't want to play defense that much. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not in a bad way. Like defense is like, come on, bro. Like I like offense more, but mm-hmm. I like playing defense, getting steals, getting in the passing lanes and stuff like that. That's fun, but I don't like doing like all the times. Like, come on, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I was just like, come on, bro. But uh, now it, it just it just makes more sense. Uh, mm-hmm. It it feels better really to play defense every single time and get steals and I mean that just forces the offense. They can't score. <laughs> so it's yeah. yeah. out for real. So, um, I mean, defense is fun now learning from coach Adams and playing with the team. I was just with, you know, with the guys that get after it. They just, no, that's mine. That's my rebound. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what? Nah, I'm getting the rebound next time. It's like <laughs> a competitive nature. Every single possession is just super fun now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you guys are just so fun to watch on that end. And, and, you know, Kevin McCullough is the guy who's getting a lot of attention right now. And I think something that both of you guys have in common is that it's it's the length and the strength combined with the quick feet, where it's it's the whole thing where, like, if a guy's on the perimeter, like, they're not going to beat you off the bounce. But if you get switched onto somebody big, they're not really going to bully you either. Like, there's nothing 
really there where it's like, oh, this is where you can really cook Adonis Arms. Like that's not on the table for guys when you're matched on to them. Um, but out of the two, like, do you have a preference? Like, do you like it better getting switched on to a way smaller guard or, or do you kind of like the challenge of like, Oh, this big guy thinks he's going to like post me down low. Like, cause you're, cause you're, I feel like generally like the wing is probably where you're going to play at the next level. Yeah, but if uh, you get switched onto a smaller or big, do you have one that you like better out of the two? Nah, it really doesn't matter to me, to be honest. Uh, it, I think it depends on the player. Um, I mean, whatever type of energy they're coming with on the offensive end, I'm just like, all right, all right, let me see what he got. And I just got to lock in. Um, so I, I don't really have a preference on guard or big. It's just whoever got the ball, I'm just beat her. Mm-hmm. And then on offense, um, really kind of interesting. So one thing that we talk about at No Ceilings a lot is like is scalability. The idea of like, is what this guy does at this level, is this going to translate to the next level? And I think like you're a really interesting case study for this because you've just slowly moved up each rank of basketball and it's scaled up like every single time. And I think a lot of it is the versatility and the athleticism and things like that. Um, but I want to talk about your offensive game a little bit too. Um, again, kind of profile as a wing. I mean, you're, you're really good slashing the basket, really good kind of getting up in traffic. You can dunk on some guys in the Baylor. If you just search like Adonis arms, Baylor dunk, like you're going to see the coolest play you've seen in the last year of college basketball. Um, but you also did some things that I, I didn't really expect to see as far as like handling point guard duties at times and things like that. Um, talk about just like your offensive development and things like that over the last year, at Texas tech, because going into the year, I, I, like I said, like my, my main exposure to you prior to the season was like the Villanova game. And I think you had like, and that was a great game, but you had a lot more to your game than I kind of knew about. Um, so kind of walk us through what your offensive game is like and how that's developed. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty much, I can do everything really, uh, given the opportunity to, and, um, just, I don't know, just, um, watch me do something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, I can I can run point guard, and depending on reads and stuff like that, I read the defense every single time down the floor. So um, if I'm if someone's coming to set a screen, I'm I'm not looking at the guy that's guarding the screen, or I'm looking at the off defender and seeing where he's moving for like a, a skip pass or I don't know a, a driving lane or something like that. But uh, playing point guard has always been something that I've done since I was young. Okay, it's small, so like it's always been with my game, and when I got taller and stuff, and got put on the wing because I could drive and dunk on people and uh, finish with athleticism and stuff like that. I just transitioned to the wing, but I can also play points. So that's kind of like a combo guard type thing. Yeah. Um, so I can, I can really do both. Um, pass, shoot, dribble, rebound, uh, mm-hmm. push the floor, push the tempo. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. That's yeah. It's really cool. Um, so I kind of want to take uh, just one last kind of look back at college and we're going to kind of focus on the stuff you're doing now. Um, at each step of the way, I, I know you talked a lot about your family and things like that and how, like, you just had those, those factors that made you really want to kind of keep going and keep pushing. Um, but were there any kind of big significant lessons that you learned along the way or things that any, any particular stop that you thought like, Hey, I don't know if I would be at this point right now, if it wasn't for this at, you know, this school or, or what have you. Yeah. I would say my whole journey, but, uh, what sticks out is Juco. Okay. I think, I think like. I mean, Juco was hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, yes. Freshman year, I think I sat like seven straight games, and I was like, why? It was kind of mm-hmm. – I was thrown off guard. I thought I was doing everything right. Um, but it was, a, it was a learning lesson to 
always stay locked in. I mean, now I can see I can see why he did that now. Even though in the in the time in the moment, I was like, bro, why? Like I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I, I freaking hated it. I I want to play every single game, but it was a learning lesson. Like you, mm-hmm. I see uh, NBA guys now and that are really really good in their in their uh, jumpsuit or they're in uh, street clothes, and I'm just like, what? Mm-hmm. Crazy. But it's all about timing. That's why in his time, I, I tweet that all the time, and I'm like talking about it because it's it's always in God's time. But I would say JUCO was the hardest for me and I was just like bro am I gonna make it like come on mm-hmm. I need to get these numbers up and I need to show that I could play you know what I mean so Juco I'd probably say was was the, the time that I was thinking about. and and it's kind of cool that you have that experience because I think I think persistence is something that gets overlooked when people talk about guys making it in the NBA like all the time like you just hear like oh this seemed like they should just like go out and draft this guy or sign this guy as an undrafted and then just have a plan and develop them and whatever. And like teams aren't patient with guys and it, and it can take a long time for guys to kind of work through things and, and grind it out and make it. So it's kind of cool that you've already had that experience of like, I'm here and I'm not getting the time, but I'm, I'm going to make sure I keep my nose to the grindstone. I'm going to get my reps in. I'm going to get my time eventually. Um, so for people that are kind of unfamiliar, I know we've talked about your versatility a little bit, um, but in general, like, how would you describe your game? And are there players that you like to study and model yourself after? Uh, how would I describe my game? Uh, this is going to sound biased, but I would say all-around player. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like I can really do everything on the court to to impact a game. Um, I mean, we saw that in our last game against Duke. I had 13 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, and Duke is a really, 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 like I can say really a billion times, they're like, they're really good. Yes, uh, yes. Coach K um, uh, at the at the head coaching position, uh, but they're really good. I think I could do everything on the court, and I don't really model my game after anybody. Like to be honest, but I like watching everybody. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, Paul George is like one of my favorites. Like his game is just he's just nasty. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't explain it. Uh, Giannis under the Kumpo. His power to the rim, dunking on anybody and everybody is—I've never seen that for real. Like that's yeah. that's crazy. Um, Dame Dollar, the way he mm-hmm. shoots, step backs and all that. Russell Westbrook, I can keep going on and on. Kobe, obviously. Yeah. LeBron, KD, mm-hmm. Kyrie, I can go all day. <laughs> yeah. like, I watch everybody, so yeah. maybe I take a little bit and piece of everything from everybody, but I don't really try to. I'm going to play like this. I, really I kind of like that, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that's smart to just, you know, watch everybody and take in what you can get. And if you see a little thing here or there, take take this, take that. and Steph Curry. All together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. He's crazy, bro. I don't, I don't know. Steph Curry is ridiculous. It's, it's something I never thought I would see in my lifetime. Is like anybody just having that kind of range? Like the idea that like you've got to pick this guy up at half court, or uh, like it's it, he just opens up so much for everybody else on the court too. And then like, yeah, yeah. and then like crazy. even if they have non shooters like his bigs out on the court, the bigs have to come up because it's like, well, if they run a handoff, I can't like let him get off an uncontested yeah. shot. Like it's, yeah. and he gets it off so quick too. So like, mm-hmm. even if you think you're there, the ball's already gone. So it's just like. <laughs> Sheesh, I don't know. He's crazy though. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Yeah. Uh so right now you're kind of getting prepped. The draft is coming up, obviously. You've got all these combine events. Teams are working players out like crazy. There is just 
a lot going on. Um, so what are you kind of up to right now? What has your life kind of been like since the college season ended? Like, what have you been up to? What are you working on? Who are you working with? Oh, I've just been training every day. I've just been <laughs> in the gym. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working out at the facility here in Arizona, um, at, in Phoenix, Arizona, working out every single day with my trainers in there, just working on my game, my shooting the ball, my handles, like everything that I could improve. I'm trying to improve to help myself in these workouts coming up. So um, really just everything, man, shooting the ball, making sure my shot is as best as it can be, pure, uh, dribbling the ball, passing, rebounding, pushing it, playing five on five, stuff like that, just staying in the gym. Cool. So is that is what's kind of like, a, could you walk us through like what a day in your life is like at this point? Like, is it just kind of like get up train and. Uh, so like in the morning I'll wake up, it depends on the day. So mm-hmm. say one day I'll have a, a workout at maybe eight o'clock. So I'll get up six forty-five, seven, get some food, uh, drive to facility, workout uh, on the court. And then I'll lift right after around uh, 12, uh, get some food after I work out. So I'll go get like, a quick something like a, a smoothie or something. So mm-hmm. I have my stomach and then I'll go work out. After I get done working out, I'll go to Chipotle and get my bowl. I don't mm-hmm. know if you want to get my order, but I'll get my bowl. Hey, if bowl. you want to give your order, give your order. People want to know. Yeah, get the Adonis Arms Bowl going at Chipotle. Yeah, I don't want nobody taking my order, man. So <laughs> cool. Uh, but I'll get to like Chipotle or something and then I'll go home and, and chill for a little bit, uh, play with my dog Hershey or be on the game for a little bit. And go back to the gym, shoot, get some shots up. Uh, then after that, I hang out with my friends and just chill. Man, that's that's a lot of working out and going to the gym. So it's good to see that you're definitely definitely putting in the work and things like that. Is there like a particular area of your game or anything that you're kind of focused on the most right now? Shooting. Okay. Shooting. I can always get better at shooting, and you can't ever get the best. Steph Curry is the best shooter I've ever seen, and mm-hmm. he, I bet he still shoots every single day, every single night. Yeah. He has to get better at shooting. Like that's one thing that I think I can get better at every single day, and I'm gonna just keep doing that. Mm-hmm. So, what are sort of um, your long term goals as a basketball player? Like you've kind of you know just made every single step up there is up until this point. Now we're looking at the pro level. Um, like, what are kind of your aspirations, long term goals? Uh, long term, I want to get drafted in this year's draft, and I want to play in the NBA for a long, 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 long time. Like. I want to I want to do everything that you can in basketball. Like I want to be the best player I can be, and uh, represent my mom and sister with everything, and give God all the glory, man. Like that's what I want to do. I want to have fun. I want to have my sister and my mom smile every single day, and live out my dream of playing in the NBA. And whether if that's me playing in the game or in street clothes, like me just being in the NBA, like that is crazy to me, especially mm-hmm. from where I started. Like yeah. For me, just to get the opportunity to be in the NBA and like even sit on the bench for real, like being mm-hmm. in the arena and then eventually like working my way up, working my way up, like I've always been doing and getting the opportunity on the court and then being Adonis to shine and just have fun out there and smile and I don't know, just have fun. Like that would be a that's 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 what I want to do for the, for mm-hmm. the rest of my existence. Yeah. Like I will play <laughs> basketball until I'm. 150 <laughs> like, I don't want to do nothing that's else great. Great, so mm-hmm. yeah that's what I want to do that's that's a really beautiful answer man that's like it's really nice to hear 
you know, somebody being kind of so candid and so open and honest about it and, and how much it means to them. Because I think a lot of times, like as an outside observer, it's not, it's not real to us. Like it is, it is for you guys. It's just like, Oh yeah, this guy might, might make it. He might not. It's just like numbers on a spreadsheet kind of a thing. We're like, it's just really cool to get that perspective in and hear from you on, on something like that. So um, have you like, obviously like, this is way down the road. You said you want to play till you're 150. Um, when you're 151, uh, do you, have you ever like gotten, uh, thought about doing anything else with basketball, post basketball? Like, you, are you somebody that's like, I'd like to coach or something like that? Or do you have any other passions or anything else that you're interested in diving into? Uh, I have like a passion of just like helping kids and like making sure they know that they can, they can do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me, like growing up and like not having, like I've had people that was always like guiding me in the right direction and like keeping me out of trouble and stuff like that. But I want to be that guy for kids coming up. That's like, if you have a dream and you think you can do it, you can do it. Like don't second guess yourself. Like it's not going to be easy either. So like, don't think that like, say for example, if if a kid wants to go to the NFL or something, I know nothing about the NFL and how you get there. But if you work hard, give God the glory. And I mean, just have fun with it and never quit and just keep going after it. You're going to get there eventually. Um, So I think with any kids and, me growing up after basketball, that's what I want to do. Make sure they have that that voice in their ear. It's like, okay, Adonis did it. He made it. Mm-hmm. Played well. He had a long career. I mean, let me listen to him. You know what I mean? And I have the story to back it up, too. Like, yes. I was a five-star out of high school. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't ranked that high. I wasn't a McDonald's All-American and all that. So, like, I feel like kids can relate to that more. I mean, mm-hmm. no shade on the five-star kids. Like, if you no, get, no, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, run with it. Like, go crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I love, and I, like that's good stuff. But for kids that don't get that type of recognition, like like I did, like bro, you can make it, bro. You can make it. Do you? And and I know you kind of mentioned like, and we've talked a lot about like your story compared to like five star guys and stuff like that. Do you think that like critics and evaluators tend to miss on late bloomers? Because it's like something that I think about a lot. It's like it just seems like we don't really appreciate that. Like not everyone's trajectory is the same. Like not everyone's ready made when they're nineteen. Yeah, and things like that. Like. Is that something, does that stick out to you? Does it like bother you at all? Like, how do you kind of feel about that? Yeah, when I was younger, it bothered me more. But now uh, it doesn't really, I really don't care, to be honest, because there's so many kids out here, like, I feel like you're just going to miss. Like, I just feel like not, you can't find every diamond in the rough. You know what I mean? So, and not every kid has the opportunity to be on those EYBL teams and, you know, financially, like, they just don't have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that was my situation. I just, mm-hmm. my, like, we just, we did what we could do. And I just, I mean, I just played who I could play at the time. And I wasn't scared of anybody. Still not mm-hmm. scared of anybody. So, like, for for that, I just think, I mean, it happens. It's going to happen. But you, you can't let that affect you and, you know, determine, like, if you want to keep pursuing your dream. Like, mm-hmm. just because you're not ranked high and you're not, I don't know, on ESPN 100 or whatever it is and you're not a five-star doesn't mean you're not great at this game or great at whatever game you want to play. You just mm-hmm. haven't got that recognition yet. That's, that's really cool to hear. Um, one thing I kind of want to ask you, uh, just kind of just general question about this kind of the draft class that you're in and everything like that. Um, other than yourself, are there, are there guys that jump out to you at all? as like, Hey, this guy's kind of being slept on, whether it's somebody that you, have just watched somebody that you've played with or played against like are there any guys out there that you're like oh man like this guy's better than people realize um i can go down the whole line of my 
my teammates at Texas Tech for real. Yeah. I just the rosters. But uh, a couple guys that stick out, I'd probably say Bryson Williams for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, he was nasty. He did his thing all year long. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I thought he was going to get a newcomer of the year in the Big 12, to be honest. Yeah. He was killing it. So, mm-hmm. uh, if anybody, I'll say Bryson. Bryson Williams for sure. Um, yeah, my man is really, really good at this game. Yeah, and he's I know he's invited the G League Elite camp. That at six eight inside out scorer. Like that's something that holds some value. So hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um any just like favorite memories from your college career, anything that you enjoyed more than anything else during during your stay there? I think me being at Texas Tech, like just being with the team, we was just a family for real. Like we were really a brotherhood. It was it was it was incredible to see. Uh, I mean, like, for us to all come in as transfers and not knowing anybody, like, mm-hmm. I know a little bit about Davion because he was in the Big South and he played at Hampton, but okay. I didn't really know him like I know him now. Like, me and him mm-hmm. wasn't boys back then, but we we brothers now. Like, I mean, just the camaraderie that we all have with each other. And, like, we still talk in a group chat every single day and we talk smack to each other and like, <laughs> Marcus is playing for the Browns now. And we're like, Oh, Marcus, like, <laughs> like you play football. That's crazy. Like we are yeah. talking smack to each other and we all love each other. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss that for sure. And then from other schools, just the same way for all those guys that I've came close with, like Obi, like we going to be good forever, man. Jaden Bazant, he playing in the, I think New Zealand league, the NBL. NBL. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he's going crazy over there. I'll be seeing his mm-hmm. stats and stuff on Twitter. But yeah, that's really cool, man. Well, I, one last question I want to throw out it has nothing to do with basketball. Just to kind of get to know you better a little bit, if you could have anything in the world for dinner tonight, nothing's off limits. You don't got to worry about your workout later tomorrow, anything like that. What does Adonis Arms want for dinner? I might get this for real, but uh, okay, crab legs. I ain't gonna tell you the you know what I'm saying the ins and outs of the crab legs. <laughs> my order again crab legs uh lobster tails um i might get some uh red beans and rice uh depending on the drink lemonade or sweet tea um, okay maybe an apple juice in there like i don't know apple, really okay the apple juice one snuck up on me i wasn't prepared for that apple juice is fire uh, <laughs> no it's too good that's great uh, let me see the little like uh what are they called? Like little, little wonton things, like the pot stickers. That's yes, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pot so stickers. Um, I gotta have some greens in there, right? Some sort of- <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's how you guys know he's still focused on on training his body and everything like that. It's still throwing in the greens in there <laughs> for this scenario. Green, healthy, something. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Asparagus though, or okay. No, I can't do the guacamole either. But <laughs> that's what I have. That's awesome. I I appreciate you taking the time, man. It's it's been a real blast. We're we're all wishing you the best luck here as you kind of go through the process and finish everything up. Uh, any kind of final words or anything else you want to put out for us here? You can plug your Twitter, plug away anything else you got going on. Uh, yeah, man. Follow me on uh, Instagram, uh, the Don HB underscore ATG. Uh, Twitter is Adonis underscore Orange underscore two five. Um, follow me on that stuff, man. Uh, chop it up. Uh, I just want to give all glory to God again. Appreciate you for having me on here, man. It was fun. And uh, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much, man. And thank you all for tuning in. As always, don't forget to subscribe to No Ceilings. 
Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at No Ceilings NBA. And you can follow me on Twitter at Boundboards. That's B A U M, boards like draft boards. Thank you guys for joining us. Have a good one.